You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Sports Day for Kia, the Kia EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year and Lumo SA, Aussie owned, made for South Australia. Oh, good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Sports Day on this Friday evening. Ben Hook joining you. Joining me, 85 outstanding first-class games for South Australia. Chad Sayers. Chaddy, nice to see you again. It's good to be back, Hooky. Yeah, second ride. You were fantastic uh, game one. Uh, unlike your test debut, you're going to get a second <laughs> one here, mate. So it's, uh, it's great to have you on board. The week's open line is 8223 uh, Discover exceptional customer service. Weeks homes discover different. How's your day? Yeah, it's been good, mate. Just uh, been plugging away at work. So What do you do work-wise? Been doing uh, plastering and fit-outs with Jamie Rothel, so he's coaching. Oh yeah, him, so. well, he's done a bit of work for me at my place. Fixed a lot he of did. cracks in an old house I had at Fullerton years ago. He did mention that today, Hooky. So. Da- Jamie Rothel. Oh, well, there's a blast from the past. He was a good player in his day. Good cricketer for Woodville. He's still playing, actually. C grade tomorrow for the Packers. So. Captain? Not captain. No. Just fronts up and plays. Good on him. I admire that. In fact, um, there's a story that I've got in the paper on Sunday. You'd remember Jamie Penelli. Yep. Of course you got would. Me yeah. Out a few times. Yeah, got me out a lot. In fact, uh, yeah, the edge of my bat used to be called Pinelli, I think, because he found it so often. Uh, Jamie Pinelli and another guy called Matt McCleary are both in the South Australian over 40s cricket team. Nice story. But how about this? They've both got sons. So uh, Matt McCleary's son is Nate, and uh, Jamie's son is Taj, and they're both in the South Australian under 12 team. And those two tournaments will play back to back. And uh, Matt McCleary's son, Nate, opening batter just like Matt. And, of course, Taj is an opening bowler just like his old man. So uh, He's a great fellow, Jamie. does a lot for uh, the Kensington District Cricket Club. So uh, good luck to them both. Yeah, still coaching the women's team as well. His daughter, Indy's a, a very talented player. Char Time, the home of freshly brewed tea. Thirsty at Char Time. Explore our ready-made signature re- uh, drink range inspired by Char Time fan faves. I do admire guys who can play that deep into their career. And Matt McCleary, who I was only speaking to today, he says, look, I run a plumbing business and we are super busy and cricket in the afternoon is the only opportunity I get just to down tools, not have the phone, not have people bugging me. And that's why he keeps playing cricket into his 40s. You're playing tomorrow? I'll be playing tomorrow. We're defending uh, 450 against Port Adelaide down at uh, Port Reserve. So you got plenty. So who got all those runs? Campbell Vagula got 130 not out. Looks okay, doesn't he, young lad? Very good player. Has he played a little bit in Darwin? I'm not sure. He's from Mildura. Right, um, Played at university uh, for a number of years. He's at second year at the Packers, so he's had a great start of the year. We've got a pom over from Gloucestershire, Ben Charlesworth, opening batter, classy player. So 
Hopefully that's enough, Hookie. Uh, I'd like to think with you uh, taking the new ball from the northern end, that that's uh, probably the southern end, I would have thought that that will be plenty of runs. Hey, uh, before we get into the show, uh, well, not before we get into the show, to get into the show, I do want to start talking about the Australian cricket team and the challenge they have ahead of them tonight. They'll take on England at the MCG. It is their great rival on the biggest stage under the most stakes. What are your thoughts on this game? Uh, and what's the repercussions for Australia if they lose? Oh, big repercussions. It's obviously a must-win game now that they dropped their first one in New Zealand hooky. And um, there's a lot of talk about the the team and the lineup. Who's going to play? Is Finch going to play? Is Cummings staying in? Um, he's probably not had the best start to the World Cup as he'd like. So uh, it's going to be very interesting. England in hot, red-hot form as well. So um, hopefully the rain stays away. What would you do? Let's just two names. Aaron Finch and Pat Cummins. And ring in and have your say as well. 8223-0000 or text in 0437-693060. Would you play Pat Cummins or leave him out? Would you play Aaron Finch or leave him out? Cummins stays in for mine. Right. Finch out. Maxwell captain. Wow. Maxwell could be wicket-keeping tonight as well. <laughs> oh. If Matthew Wade doesn't play, it looks like Glenn Maxwell will be the wicketkeeper. I mean, that is really unfortunate for Australia, who leave out Josh Inglis on the basis that he's got an injury to his hand, don't replace him with a second wicketkeeper, which I thought was the right decision at the time. But that could come back to haunt them if Matthew Wade can't wicketkeep. Well, that's right. Um, You need two keepers in the squad, don't you? And who would have thought that COVID would, would stick around? And Adam Zampa obviously got it, and Matthew Wade now has it. So whether or not he plays is the next question. I want you to have a think about this. And I just I put this in my head over the course of the afternoon, and I want to share it with you. I want to share it with uh, everyone out there as well, Eight double two three double O double O. The Australian cricket team tonight faces its greatest test, not so much of a game against England, but of the path it's chosen to take. So this is a team that 12 months ago, have a think about this, won the T20 World Cup, then won the Ashes, and then, for better or worse, turned on its own coach, Justin Langer. It was a memo to everyone, from CEO Nick Hockley to the fans at Adelaide Oval on the Hill, that the players knew better. And tonight, I reckon that declaration is on trial. To miss a semi-final at home so soon after winning the lot would, by any measure, constitute a miserable failure. And by comparison, now Andrew McDonald, the head coach of the Australian cricket team, a teammate of yours here at South Australia, I reckon he's got a huge headache. He's probably been the most under-the-radar coach Australian cricket has had, and I don't reckon that cuts it with a loss tonight. He either finds a way with a team that I reckon he's done not much more than hit copy and paste from what Justin Langer had on the spreadsheet. Uh, or the only conclusion will be that Australia has gone backwards under his watch. The loss to New Zealand, I still think that remains jarring. That was just so significant in its size. I thought their performance against Sri Lanka was pretty unconvincing. And overall, the team, to me, Chad Sayers, looks a little bit riddled with anxiety and stress. It's a dressing room tortured uh, so aren't they precisely the accusations that was levelled at Langer, that he created anxiety, that he created stress, that he created a bit of a, a tortured atmosphere in the dressing room? So I reckon McDonald needs a win tonight as much as Finch need, needs runs. Australia has four commodities that they trade on, Border Gavaskar trophies, Ashes trophies, T20 World Cups and ODI World Cups. The rest are meaningless if you win. They're catastrophic if you lose. Langer's record is pretty good in those areas. And by the end of next year, McDonald's record could be held up against it and look pretty scary. Yeah, that's right. But by all reports, um, you're going on stats, but the dressing room's uh, pretty happy. And they've always backed McDonald in, haven't they? And 
Um, Finch and him are probably best mates, I think, hooky. So that relationship might get tested throughout the World Cup if he ha- does have to drop Aaron Finch. And But you're right, it's a massive game for Australia. And if they lose it, nearly out of the World Cup. And to win in Dubai, probably... the a tournament which they weren't supposed to win. Yeah. Now, now coming into this tournament, probably favourites, and you don't want to buckle as favourites, do you? Oh four, sorry, oh four three seven six nine three zero six zero was the text line eight double two three double o double o. If you want to have your say, would you want Justin Langer back? If you had the opportunity, would you say to the Australian cricket team, especially if they lose tonight, could you go back to the Australian cricket team? Could you go to Captain Patrick Cummins? Could you go to Steve Smith and all of the people who sort of worked against Justin Langer in the background and say, hey, we're bringing this guy back? I mean, that would be beyond likely. But there's going to be an argument out there at some point. Gee, what are we doing getting rid of Justin Langer if Australia goes down in a screaming heap tonight? Yeah, well, I thought it was pretty disappointing the way Cricket Australia handled him. And as you said, his record is outstanding. Coming off a World Cup win, he gets sacked. Yeah. It's not much more he could have done. Did you have much to do with Justin? So when you played your test match for Australia, uh, Tim Payne was the captain and we referenced him last night and, of course, the book that he's written. But Darren Lehman was still the coach of the Australian cricket team and you and I both know and love Darren Lehman. But did you develop a relationship with JL over the journey? No, not really. As you said, uh, Boof called, pulled the pin um, in the test match I played. So after that, I, I didn't play again. Um, left out of the Dubai tour after that for, I guess, condition reasons. Um, had a chat to him about that, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Big show tonight. Uh, we're going to be catching up with Paul Bonsor. He's across at the Entertainment Centre. He'll be coming to us live to chat about uh, the Adelaide 36ers who are taking on the New Zealand Breakers. Uh, they've only played three games, and everyone else has played somewhere between five and seven. Of course, they had that stint in the US. They've been, they were really impressive against the Sydney Kings last week. I want to talk to you about basketball, though. So looking forward to catching up with Paul Bonsor very shortly. And then the big story, of course, is Adelaide United. They're at home for the first time this season. They'll take on Perth Glory. I don't get to as many Adelaide United games as I would like. I have to be honest, I make sure I go to the home game against uh, Melbourne Victory because <laughs> that is just where it gets turned on. Do you follow the football much? I know it's difficult because it's the same season as your cricket season. Not a great deal, but I just love the atmosphere that they get down at Cooper Stadium and now it's redeveloped. I, th- I think there's going to be a lot of people down there tonight and um, it's going to be very loud. And as you said, hopefully they can get that win on the board. They've been good. Uh, for the first three games, but just not uh, getting over the line. So tonight's the night, Hookie. Yeah, so tonight's the night, of course, for the Adelaide 36ers, who've been in pretty good form. It'll be Perth Glory and Adelaide United. Now it gets a little bit confusing, but they're on Sunday uh, at the return of Cooper's Stadium. Uh, don't risk missing all of your team's matches of the T20 World Cup on KO Sports. What's the T20 Cricket World Cup on KO Sports? Hey, if Australia can't win, who's your favourite? I was... Before last night, I was going to say Pakistan, but two losses now. They lost yeah. to Zimbabwe. What a game that was. Yep. Um, they think... could miss now, which hard to believe. You think about with eight balls to go in that opening game, they were morals to beat India, and they're going to be top of the group. I think they're done. So I'm That's Pakistan on... for you, isn't it? If Australia can't win, I'm jumping on India. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be hard to toss. I, that Arshdeep, gee, he bowled beautifully last night. Did you watch him in action against the Netherlands? He's got some great skills. I mean, his ability to hit a Yorker is... Something that a lot of people can't do. It's the depth that India have got that scare me. I mean, they can move their team around. They've probably got 17 or 18 absolute first-rate players, whereas not everyone's got that. And 
India, any one of their players can stand up. I think with Australia, you've probably only got six or seven guys that have to perform for Australia to win. You only need one or two of them, but that's all. we've probably got four or five who sort of make up the numbers a little bit. And I just wonder where India are at in comparison. I think they've got 11, 12 that can sort of do that, that type of damage. I just think India's batting are proper cricket players, I guess you could say, and Australia are the big, big shot makers. So you've got your David, your Maxwell, mm. your Mitch Marsh, who, yeah, on their odd occasion, they're going to come off. But India just got the class, I think. Uh I just want to talk to you about the NBL before we go to a break, and then we'll catch up with Paul Bonsor from uh, the Adelaide 36ers. Well, he's not from the Adelaide 36ers. He'll be at the Entertainment Centre where the Adelaide 36ers are playing. I just want you to have a think about this, Chad. Now, I get a bit grumpy with basketball and the NBL because I reckon they're not pulling their weight in Australian sport. So AFL, and we've got, got it on the TV right now, I can see that Carlton is playing the Western Bulldogs and we have AFL and we have AFLW and every club is expected to produce not just a men's team but a women's team. Uh, you've seen the BBL and now all of the BBL franchises produce not just a men's team but a women's team. It happens in NRL. It happens in uh, hockey. It happens in A-League. We've got the uh, the Reds men and the Reds women. There's a, an A-League M and an A-League W competition. The NBL is the one standout to me that doesn't do it, that we have got a situation here where the NBL, and understand they're privately owned, it's not run by Basketball Australia, but basketball runs a very, very strong men's competition, and then I think the women are left by the wayside. I would ask you this, Chad Sayers, imagine if we had, and I know the Lightning's been a very good brand for South Australian basketball in the past, but imagine if we had an Adelaide 36ers women. Imagine if there was a Melbourne United women. Imagine if we had uh, a Brisbane Bullets women. I just wonder whether that would really lift the sport for women here in Australia. The WNBL is almost an afterthought. Those girls earn almost nothing. And there's a, a wonderful way to earn a lot of money if you're a man who plays basketball in Australia. And it's very, very difficult for women. And I think for a sport that is very, very well funded by governments, I see new basketball stadiums going up everywhere here in Adelaide, that we've got to do a better job of creating pathways for the young women. Yeah, I think for both sides to be aligned would be great. And as you said, you see the other sports do it. And you see that the men go go out and help the women in, in each sport. I guess Hamish Hartler's doing it for the AFLW with Port Power. I know I go out and help um, with the Scorpions as well. Yes. The women's sport is growing and it's becoming a great, great spectacle for people to go and watch and we were talking about it in the break too. I mean, the WBBL, that competition has gone from strength to strength and, and we're going to see it with the AFLW that we've just got on TV here. Uh, Adelaide have just beaten the Perth Scorchers, a, another wonderful win. I'm sure you assimilate with those young women and you would be just seeing how much they develop. And I'm sure in part that's because of the branding and the relationship they have with the men and that rising tide lifts all boats. Yeah, and they really want to learn. I think that's the main key I take out of it they're not there just to have a hit and a giggle that they want to learn and get better every day and I guess that's just uh, basketball Australia isn't it they need to come up with a system that um, they can align themselves with well I just think it's incumbent upon government to lean on the NBL and say you have to do more for women because they're putting they're putting all sorts of money into basketball stadiums at Mitchell Park South Adelaide at Lightsview for North Adelaide we got it assist in the pathway for these girls can't be just going and playing WNBL and earning you know $25 a game if that right we've got to get to a break there's so much to come in the show Carl Veert to join us to talk about Adelaide United Paul Bonsor to talk to us about the Adelaide 36 there's plenty more to come don't go away you're listening to Sports Day 
Sports Day. For Kia, the Kia Sportage, Drive Car of the Year and Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Sports Day. For Kia, the Kia Sportage, Drive Car of the Year and Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. It's Ben Hook and Chad Sayers with you on Sports Day 8223 If you want to have your say, 0437 What do you got on tonight, mate? I've got a quiz night on, Hooky. So Big night out. A couple of mates are going over the New York Marathon. So oh, yeah. Raising a few funds for those. So uh, that's uh, that's about a month away. Only a, no, a couple of weeks, next, isn't it? Next week, I think. So, so. And, so quiz night, raising funds for the boys who are going over to run the marathon. Are they doing the marathon for a charity? Yeah, they are. Childhood cancer, I'm pretty sure. Right. So raising right. money for them. Well, t- give us give the boys a plug. Tell us uh, who's running the marathon. Well, Zane Kirkwood. Oh, yes, of course. The Sturt ex-Sturt player. The Sturt captain. So him and um, yeah, a couple of other mates of his. So. What time is? Have you spoken to him? What time does he want to run? I don't know. He just wants to finish. I think. So. Yeah. Oh, the New York Marathon. What? A, yeah, the finishes in uh, Central Park. There. Wouldn't that just be spectacular? You ever run a marathon? <laughs> that <laughs> was K, a no. Two K is my my, my distance. <laughs> yeah, ran at about twenty five paces and bowled one forty. That was uh, <laughs> that was as good as it came for you. Do you know what I'm doing tonight? I've got the uh, South Australian Lacrosse Awards that I will be emceeing. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, well, it's, it is a small world, Hooky, because Luke Wells, who's coach of the Peckers now, yes, his uh, sister-in-law is Hannah Nielsen. Hannah Nielsen, who played for Australia in the uh, World Cup this year. So Hannah's probably the best, alongside Jen Adams, might be the best player Australia's ever seen out of sorry out of South Australia. Uh, coaching over in Michigan at the moment, so. Yeah. Yeah, so she's been to five World Cups, I reckon, now. She's a, an incredible athlete. So Hannah Nielsen won't win the Benithan medal tonight because she doesn't. she's not over here and playing. So they'll present the Benithan medal for the women and the memorial medal for the men. So I think um, Indy Williams from Brighton and South Australia, she played in the World Games team. She's favourite for the women's award. And I think um, that they had a new club this year. It's a really interesting story. The Eagles and North Adelaide combined just at state league level. Uh, and they formed a team, and they did really well. They finished the minor round in second. Um, they've got three guys who've all got sort of stakes in um, overseas teams. There's two Americans. They're Garrett Briggs and Shane Weber, and then Nathan Twisk, who is Australian, but he's got Hungarian heritage and went to the World Cup and played for Hungary last year. So um, anyway, they're the uh, they're the favourites for the Lacrosse SA Awards tonight. Any, uh, I'm going to have to get on my skates. Any sport award you haven't? MC'd, mate? Uh, I've never done the baseball awards. The Caps medal, you know why? Because it's always on the same week as the Bradman medal. And I never miss that one, Chatty. Couple of winners in here, hooky. Yeah, that's right. There's three between the two of us. Uh, right, we've got to get on to our Friday forecast. You can rely on your local Repco authorised service centre for expert car service. Book online at repcoservice.com. You probably haven't played this before, Chad. It's pretty simple. I'll ask you for a doomsday scenario, a most at stake, and a sure thing. Start me off with your doomsday scenario. Now, hooky. Uh... Melbourne Cup coming up so on Tuesday, so I'm going to have a racing theme today. Yes. And my doomsday scenario is if the Flemington races... Get washed out. Yeah. Best day on the card. Oh, that would be... Have you got... By the way, have you got a tip for me? Uh, it's about to come. Right. Oh, you're, you're sitting on it. All right. Well, I've got one as well, so I'll sit on mine. Hey, my doomsday scenario is a washout tonight between Australia and England at the MCG. Could you imagine the chaos that would throw into the competition? 
Well, if you want to get washed out, it's probably against one of the sides you think are going to win the World Cup. So yeah, it might work out. But I tell you what, if Australia's under all sorts of pressure, if they're after three games, they've only got two left. If they're one, one, and one, that's a that's a massive setback for them. I mean, if they lose to England, they're done. I think we can be pretty confident about that. But I don't think a washout helps them too much either. Uh, what is your most at stake? I think the Redbacks hooky. Playing um, on Monday. Yeah, zipping. Well, no wins at the moment. Uh, bad loss against Tasmania uh, a week ago. So they got to Wollongong and play an undermanned New South Wales side who haven't been going very well at late. So um, if they can't get over there and put in a good show and, and get some points on the board, I think might be another um, long last season for the Redbacks. We, we did a little bit of a deep dive on it last night. I, I, we don't really have the time to revisit it all because we're catching up with uh, Carl Viet and Paul Bonsor, as I said. But if there was one thing that you could put your finger on, having lived life as a Redback, and look, we, you played in Shield Finals. We were very close against Victoria on two occasions, once at Glenelg and once in Alice Springs, and it's been really difficult since then. Is there one thing you can put your finger on that we don't do quite as well as other states? I think it's just consistency, hooky, and I guess we have a lot of talent in, in our squad, mm. and on each occasion, each game, we do have people who perform, but... In the same game, no more than one. Yeah. So we need two, three, four people in the same game to perform. All shouldering some responsibility Can't together. Leave it on one person. He, he just one question, and I, I don't want to harp on this, as I said, but in my day, we always felt as players who were reasonable players in the in the Premier or the Grade competition, as was known back then, that it was harder to get in this team if you were a South Australian than if you were a Victorian or New South Wales or Queenslander. We've brought in a lot of imports this time around. You're still playing grade cricket. You still have a feel for it, I'm sure. You know, you've retired now from the top level, so you're just looking from the outside. Is that still a feeling? I don't know if that's your feeling, but is that still a feeling amongst South Australian guys? Jeez, it's hard to get in this team. I'm not sure about that, but all I will say is if you're going to bring people from interstate, then you'd want him to be match winner. Mm. I'm not sure we have done that. Yeah. Yes, Brendan Doggett, when he's fit and available, yep. he's a match winner. But whether or not the other blokes they've brought in um, are, and if they're the same level as a South Australian, then you've got to pick the South Australian every day of the week. Yeah, no, I have to agree with you. South Australian cricket, and it's difficult now, I understand, because people are playing uh, interesting competitions all around the world. But when we were successful, we would bring in Sir Garfield Sobers. We would bring in Barry Richards. Uh, we brought in all of these legends of the game. Joel Garner came and played for South Australia. We had Andy Flower here. Even when we won in 95-96, we brought in Jamie Siddons. We brought in... Um, James Brayshaw, we brought in a lot of names, a lot of powerful players who were who were international cricketers at the time. So that's one thing I think we've really lacked is that one big name import that we can we can rely on and people can um, sort of build around. My, I've moved off here, haven't I? We got talking about cricket as we, I was expecting <laughs> that you and I would. My uh, most at stake, Port Adelaide AFLW team, uh, they play Essendon on Sunday. They've got to finish this season with a win. They cannot be rubbish in year one. I'll go back to their men in 1997, and there's a lot of Port fans out there. They would know how much those underman, underpowered men set the platform for what was going to be a very successful Port Adelaide football club in the AFL, and they'd won a flag by 2004. I think we need to see something from these women in this final game against Essendon. I reckon they win, but I reckon it's really important for them to start setting, making their own mark. My team, the power hooky, so I'll be 
Hoping that they can uh, get a win on the board to finish off their season. It's not great seeing a Port Power side lose. Yes, I'm sure that that is tough uh, for you. Not used to it, you Port Adelaide people. What's your sure thing for the weekend? Uh, back to the races, uh, Good boy. We'll go on the first to get a bit, bit of a fill-up. And we'll go race one, number 12, Pungo. Chris Waller and Jay McDonald, good combination. Cannot argue with that. I actually have a tip for you. I'm going to go uh, the Derby. I'm going to go race seven, number one, sharp and smart. That's going to be my best Has bet been for the day. Very well. Uh, now, my sure thing, though, I'm just going to share with you my sure thing very quickly. I'm going to go the Strikers in the WBBL. They are in outstanding form. They went Norton 2 the first two games up there in Mackay. They've won four straight since, and they are in outstanding form. Um, and they could break a bit of a cricketing hoodoo for us. We won the BBL in 2017. We haven't really done much in these titles since. I just want to talk up a few of these things. McGrath's captaincy is elite. She's in her second year as captain of that team, and she's doing a wonderful job. The spin options that we've got, we had Amanda Jade Wellington. Now with Gemma Barsby in that team, I love the way they've got some spin options. The batting depth, Katie Mack got runs again today. Laura Woolvart uh, has been in really good form from South Africa. Bridget Patterson does a nice job in the middle order. And, and uh, Maddie Penner is really underrated. She is a star. And then our attack of Shoot and Brown in particular, I mean, they've been on fire. So I'm going to say it right now, my sure thing, the Adelaide Strikers will win the WBBL this year. There Massive you go. call from Ben That's Hook. That's a big statement. Yeah. Uh, the Betfair lay been back and lay bet on Derby Day. Join at betfair.com.au or on the app. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Watch your Betfair lay for the week. Well, a lot of people would say any bet I have is a, is a lay hooky, <laughs> but I'm going MR. Melbourne race three, number three, generation Okay, there you are. Well, that's a, that's a genuine horse racing lay. Do you know what my lay is going to be? And I'm just going to find my notes here. My lay for the week is Gina Reinhardt. I'm putting her in the lay bin. Made impossible wealth from taking our minerals out of our land, then sold it. The least you could do <laughs> is find is actually fund some sports teams in return. And if someone complains that your dad was a dreadful human and all evidence points that he was, then address it, apologise for it, or at least state you don't support it. And then on the other side, just start actually putting some of the money, the billions you have made of taking our minerals out of the ground and putting it back into uh, putting it back into sport. Head to Betfair Live Markets at the T20 World Cup and back or lay bet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. You're listening to Sports Day. Don't go away. Sports Day for Kia. The Kia Sportage. Drive car of the year. And Lumo, Lumo SA. SA. Aussie owned. Made for South Australia. Yeah, welcome back to Sports Day with Ben Hook and Chad Sayers. The week's open line is 8223000. Discover exceptional customer service weeks, homes discover different. Uh, we're going to head down to the Entertainment Centre because the Adelaide 36ers are taking on the New Zealand Breakers in a really critical game for the club. And we'll catch up with Paul Bonsor, who joins us now, live courtside. Paul, welcome back to Sports Day. G'day, boys. How are you going there? We're going really well. We've had the odd technical difficulty, but we're finding our way through as you would expect we would. Hey, mate, um, what a, a real great opportunity for the Adelaide 36ers in particular after that amazing win over the Sydney Kings last week. Yeah, look, after a scratchy start against the uh, Jack Jumpers in uh, their first game in round three, they found their form. They knocked off uh, the reigning champions, the Kings, in Sydney after their owner. Had a few uh, a few words calling him, uh, well, for want of a better term, said that the Sixers were getting ahead of themselves. And uh, we rolled with the Kings, and, and now they head home. They've had a bit of a break, so, and they take on the breakers tonight. 
Uh, that that victory over Sydney, four points away. We talk about all of the away wins. It's been an amazing start to the NBL season. What did you make of that victory? I thought that was outstanding in spite of everything that was thrown against him. I even thought the referees were making it very difficult for the Adelaide 36ers. It seemed like every time a Sydney Kings player drove to the basket, no matter whether a 36 player went anywhere near them or not, it was a foul. And then DJ got mugged late in the game and there was no whistle. I thought we handled ourselves really well under under all sorts of difficult circumstances. Yeah, well, the crowd does play a part wherever you go. And, and it, there's an ex-36er, Paul Reid, who used to say that the home team should also always get the run of the green with uh, the refs. So it, maybe they got a little bit that way. But I'd, in the end, I thought the Adelaide 36 would be just too good for the Kings on the night. They led uh, most of the night and deserved the win. Bonds, Chatty here, mate. Chad. How are you? Randall the Seconds obviously oh, well, had, a, mate. had a, a great start to the season. Um, he's been your, the 36ers standout player and all the others are, I guess, chipping him around him. Um, they'll be looking for the same tonight. Yeah, from the outside, uh, everyone else takes a bit of a backseat to Craig Randall because he is so exciting. In the last game here, he lit it up and had 17 points in the final term. And the crowd just love him. They're selling his jerseys quicker than they can print them. Uh, he is an absolute superstar and um, great to watch. Obviously, anywhere's close enough for him to shoot, whether it's half court or a metre behind the three-point line. It's just uh, his range is unbelievable and fantastic to watch. But they've got a very strong balanced team. And, and DJ's taken a little bit of a back seat. Mitch McCarran, the captain, is just controlling things beautifully at the point. And uh, the, the guys coming off the bench like Sunday Detch and Anthony Drimmick are playing big roles as well. We're talking to Paul Bonsor. He's a basketball commentator. And, well, I tell you what, he's just an all-round sporting expert, not just uh, on basketball. He's brought to us thanks to uh, KO Sports. Don't risk missing all of your team's matches of the T20 World Cup on KO Sports. Watch the T20 World Cup on KO Sports. And also thanks to Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer. Their buying power puts the power in your lane. Bonds, I'm not sure if you caught up with it this week. Amazing story. Um, Craig Randall II can't play without eating an American lolly called Swedish Fish. Did you catch up with this story? Yes, I did. I did. And they're quite scarce in Australia. Apparently yes. there's a place in WA that sells them. Um, so he might have to uh, either get someone in WA to buy some and send some over or <laughs> to Adelaide or when he's there playing the Wildcats, just stock up. If, if it's that important, I'll chip in for them, mate. <laughs> I think there's probably four or five thousand Sixers fans who do the same. They'll make the trek just to make sure he stays here and keeps shooting the ball like he does. Now, Bond's a top of the table clash tonight. Um, who are the keys for the Breakers and uh, how are we going to stop them? Look, the Breakers had an unbelievable game against Cairns last time. They scored only five points in the first quarter, which is the NBL record. They were one for 17. They were horrible. Uh, but they ca- somehow came out and got the result. They, they just slowly closed the game down and got back into it and held on to win uh, in the final few minutes. But, uh, look, Leaf is going to control the game at the point. He's probably been in, in some good form. they got the outside uh, shooting of Cam Glidden, who will play a bit of a role as well. 
And a guy called Derek Pardon, who was under a bit of an injury cloud, uh, but he's a big guy that has not taken a shot from outside the paint this year. So that's where he patrols, and he's a, a bit of a defensive uh, specialist, so he'll play a part too if the breakers are going to get across the 36s, but I can't see it personally. Uh, Bonds, a great story during the week. Uh, Mitch McCarran uh, been selected for the Boomers. He's off to Kazakhstan. What a great opportunity for him. Yeah, well-deserved too. Uh, he's been uh, one of Australia's best uh, developed players over the last few years, and he's grown in the captaincy role with the 36ers. He just uh, keeps maturing with age. Mitch McCarran, not that he's that young, but uh, not that he's that old, rather. But uh, no, well-deserved in the Australian team and, and he'll go well. Bonds, very quickly, who wins tonight and why? Uh, Sixers win by about uh, 15, I think, and they win because Craig Randall the second is on their side. <laughs> <laughs> that is good enough for me. Paul Bonds, I always appreciate your time here on Sports Day. Thanks, boys. Paul Bonzer there, one of the real underrated broadcasters. He's so versatile, isn't he? He can do footy, he can do cricket with you in the Sheffield Shield coverage, and he's down there doing the basketball tonight. We appreciate his company. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. A short break, and then we catch up with the coach of Adelaide United, Carl Viet. Looking forward to that chat. Don't go away. You're on Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to Sports Day. It's Chad Sayers and Ben Hook joining you. 822 If you want to have your say, talk to Chad about cricket. Text in 0437 Football is here. It's the Isuzu Ute A-League experience at live search A-League tickets. Joining us, as he always does each week, we love his company. We love his passion for the club. It's the coach of Adelaide United, Carl Viet. Carl, welcome back to Sports Day. And uh, after the red card to Ibatucci, I've had a terrible job of pronouncing that. <laughs> name Ibasuki. Uh, have you calmed down yet, mate? Um, yeah, yeah. After the game, it was um, yeah, fairly back to normal after the game. It was got quite heated during the game with the with some with the decision, but um, you know, we all make mistakes. Hey, um, I, I guess some sort of order restored because during the week it was confirmed that uh, that card would be overturned and he'd be right to play on Sunday. Yes, so at least, um, you know, we've got them available for this week. It was, um, you know, difficult for the boys, but they responded exceptionally well last week to play um, with 10 men for that last, you know, 50 minutes. And, and to come from behind to, to get a, a point was, um, was fantastic effort by the boys. I do want to talk about that. The boys, it looked like they really rolled their sleeves up. It's very easy in that circumstance, down to 10 men, that you can just sort of, especially so early in the game, you can just sort of turn up your toes and just cop a licking. But it looks like as a collective, all of those guys said, no, 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 we're going to fight here. And they put on one of the really brave club performances. Yeah, most definitely. And, you know, um, to come out from half time, you know, with a one nil lead and then to concede two early goals, as you say, it could have quite easily turned into a bit of a bloodbath. But um, the boys responded um, exceptionally well. And, you know, in the end, we were very unfortunate not to, to get all three points. Yeah, Carl, Chad Sayers here. How are you? Yeah, excellent, mate. Now, the boys obviously been playing away uh, for the first three rounds. I'll be looking forward to getting back to the redeveloped uh, Cooper Stadium. Yeah, most definitely. You know, I... I think I've said it on numerous occasions. Um, Cooper's is a, a 
great venue to play football and, and especially for us, you know, most teams dislike coming here because the, our fans get right behind the team and make it very difficult for the opposition team. So, um, and with the new development that they had there, it's going to be such a great experience for the fans. Just one thing I have seen, Carl, the weather forecast for Sunday, lightning. Not great, not ideal for any outdoor sport. Uh, How will that play out? I mean, I'm not super familiar with the way um, elite football rules work, but I imagine there could be a potential for a delay if there is electrical storms in the area. Yeah, most certainly if um, if the lightning does come, then uh, if it's within a certain distance of the stadium, the the game will be postponed um, or delayed um, until the... It's safe for the players and the supporters to be in the venue. So do you prepare your players for that? Do you brief them and just say, we could have a delay here, so you need to be prepared that this game could start at half past 12, it could start at five o'clock? Um, no, not, not at this stage. You know, um, the weather so far this year has been all over the place. Um, <laughs> so you never know by Sunday morning, it, it might not be there or it might be... They might come earlier or later. We're not sure. So we'll just um, prepare ourselves normally for the game and um, hopefully it stays away and we can get a good crowd out to support us. Now, Carl, your season's uh, tracking pretty well in the first three rounds, but without a win, uh, what are the improvements uh, to come for the first three rounds? Yeah, look, it was a difficult start for us to have three away games to start the season and and there are three tough trips as well, away to Wellington and away to MacArthur, where we haven't had um, good results over the past, and then away to Sydney last week. So, um, um, but we've seen improvements each week, um, and it's always you know difficult to start the season because um, you know from Adelaide it's um, very difficult to get um, good hit out in the pre-season. So we, you know uh, first four or five games we always seem to start a little bit slow and then build into the season and we've we've seen a definite improvement over the, the course of the first three games hey carl uh craig goodwin's form is so amazing you reckon he's done enough to be on the plane to qatar um yeah i definitely think so i think he's um you know the most dangerous player in the league he, you, you know i think he already can see that he's only played, started one game and come off the bench twice, that he already has more assists and more um, chance creation than anyone else in the league. That's how vital he is to our team. And, you know, I, and for the national team as well, there's not another left-sided player that has his quality. Hey, I just want to wheel back to the red card for a minute. Does Anthony Caceres have to be a little bit responsible for how that played out? I mean, I know that there's a, a, some cultural issues that are very different to the sport that Chad and I have played cricket, but I used to face Chad, and he used to try and hit me in the head. <laughs> and if he hit me in the arm or something like that, it was my responsibility to not look like it. I, I was hurt. I mean, I just feel like Anthony Caceres maybe played a role in that, and that's still an issue around, well, it's around a lot of sports, isn't it? It is, yeah, especially in our game. I think um, it's something that the players have to be responsible for. Um, and I think it's, they've taken it a little bit too far. Um, and I think it needs to be, you know, something needs to be done about it. Um, and as, I know after the game that um, Caceres thought that he was going to get into trouble because he thought he made the contact with, with Hero. Wow. And that's why he sort of play-acted a little bit because he thought he was the one that was going to get the, uh, the yellow card. 
Uh, that's the other thing that I thought was interesting. Do you think that in the circumstance where we've got VAR, do you think that maybe referees should be a little bit more uh, just to the middle? So that may be a yellow card and then let the VAR try and work out what happened from there. And if it needs to be escalated, let the VAR do that rather than make such a, a significant snap decision. Yeah, I, I think that's something that, um, you know, we haven't got quite right yet, the VAR and the referees. Um, I'm, I'm still, you know, I still prefer not to have VAR, but we have it, so we have to work what's best for it. Um, and unfortunately, with VAR, they only overturn serious mistakes, um, and that's where it can be, you know, sometimes it, it might be best to, as you say, um, lean on the lenient side of it, and then if it is, you know, um, deemed that it needs to be upgraded, it's easier to upgrade, then downgrade. Great. Carl, I've got to be honest with you, mate. You handled that whole situation a heck of a lot better than I would have. I would have been absolutely ripping seats uh, out of the chair at the stadium. Uh, you've, boy, it's, it's been arguably the best winless start we have had as a club with everything that uh, you've had to confront over the first three weeks of the season. Go well on Sunday at home. A really winnable game. Good luck. And hopefully we've got three points uh, by Sunday night. Carl, thanks for your time on Sports Day. No worries, guys. Thanks for having me. Good on you, Carl. Carl Viet there, the head coach of Adelaide United. They've got a massive game on Sunday. We had a little bit of a delay there, so I apologise if um, people were just wondering where Carl was. I, I assure you he was there. He was brought to us thanks to Toolkit Depot, your trade pro partner. Toolkit Depot shopped the huge range of tools, equipment, safety gear and workwear. Chatty, that wraps us up for the weekend, mate. Great show. I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed working with you the last couple of days. It's been good to see you again, Hookie. Always a pleasure. And the Sports Day selectors, I've got to be honest with you, better than the Australian selectors. They only gave you one test we've given you a couple of cracks here and you've been you've got better every time yeah let's see if i'll get another go though hooky. <laughs> <laughs> i've got no doubt we'll be seeing you in the coming days and weeks that wraps us up everyone lumo energy sa 100 australian owned with energy plans and great local awards made for south australia have a great weekend thanks for your company all this week on sports day see you on monday want to witness the world's biggest football game Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Backers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.